0: Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences we are going through in our own lives.
1: And today, we are answering a question that is super relevant to Kaylin right now. And one of you wrote in asking us how to crush it at a new job, because there is so much pressure to make a good impression, to start with a bang. I know it's given me so much anxiety in the past. Like, it is those first day of school nerves and Jitters. vibes yeah. and like just anxiety. <laughs> it's really stressful. And it can be really, really hard to find your bearings at first. But luckily, Kaylin has been going through this exact thing at her new job. I think she's like a month in now. And she's been yep. tracking all of the ways that she's making an impact right from the get-go.
0: I sure have. So hopefully this is really helpful to any of you out there that's starting a new job. And here is what our lovely listener DM'd us saying. I've started listening to your show to help me at my new job and this is my first full-time job and there's just a lot of anxiety for me being in this new environment and being so young. I often feel like I'm not good enough for the position and I think it holds me back from connecting with coworkers. I'm really worried about messing up all the time and I'd love some advice on making good impressions at a new job and not self-sabotaging by overthinking. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. 100%. It's the imposter syndrome. It's feeling uncomfortable. It's, you know, wanting to put your best foot forward, but not knowing who to go to in the job and like how often you can bug your boss with questions. It's it's all of the above. So we're going to tackle it all today. A hundred percent. Yeah,
1: I I have felt that way many times in my life. And I really do think for me, the number one thing I would tell my younger self looking back, especially when entering the workforce for the first time, is to figure out how to still show up as yourself even while you're trying to like to fit in and to like navigate the culture and to like understand your role it's still really important to be you and to not like diminish yourself and play small i found sometimes i was just like making no impression because i was scared of making the wrong impression and fuck Mm, that that. go in there and be you because man the times i look back to where i don't think i crushed it was like first time interning in a magazine and i'd only ever really worked in corporate jobs and mm. i honestly listened to what my parents said i should wear on the first day of work and i didn't read the vibe of like what magazine culture would be like i showed up in a freaking pencil skirt blouse oh and blazer like like i was gonna go be the head of hr at a very corporate company <laughs> and everyone was in like jeans and like super cool shoes and like you know no one was trendy trendy. i looked like an idiot and didn't i split the back seam of my fucking pencil skirt on day one at my new job i had to call my mom be like mom i need you to bring me a change of clothes i tied the blazer around my waist oh I know, no it was traumatic and I didn't want to wear that it didn't feel like me it's something I never would have worn but I thought that's what you wore at your first grown-up job and so I obviously you have to like be appropriate oh, and like no. fall into the constraints of of like being appropriate in the workplace but yeah I just yeah. was not showing up as me and it did not go well it literally did not fit who I was so don't dude, that's do that so funny
0: I did the same thing at, at my job now so I work at just for, for the people I work at a tech startup and it's all remote work from home yeah. and I'm so used to like corporate environments where you wear a blazer and like not as intense as you dressed on your first day but still like you're a little bit more like put together yeah and I showed up on my first calls with a blazer on I had like all, my hair was done and people were like wow you look great but it was like they were nice but it was also like clearly I'm standing out like a sore thumb so yeah. I've had to like scale like back you're making us sweaters. feel like shit <laughs> but there's like there's a fine line like you definitely want to be yourself and in your case like you weren't even being yourself like you were just it was like totally no no so yeah understanding the culture of the team and what is appropriate and then still being yourself but you know fitting in appropriately is is a good way to go
1: a hundred percent and even in terms of like the being really scared and anxious that you're going to mess something up I found when I started working at a fashion magazine I wasn't like a fashion obsessive person like I really enjoyed fashion but like I was not an expert and so I was so scared of saying the wrong thing or messing anything up or coming off as being ignorant that Mm -hmm. I just played really small and I didn't really make an impact and I just I really wasn't myself and it wasn't a great experience for me because I was just trying to hide and just trying to like be liked but really what I could have brought is a fresh perspective that they didn't already have someone on the outside who is good at editorial and good at all of these things but doesn't have this expertise so maybe I can help you guys reach a broader audience maybe I can help you guys make fashion more accessible to people who haven't grown up in like a high fashion environment show up there and bring that and ask questions and if you sound silly for a minute at least you're going to learn something and you won't have to feel silly in the future
0: no, that's totally it. And that's that's what I've had to do too because I'm in a totally new industry and I could have came in and pretended I knew what was going on or like was too scared to ask what's going on. But instead, I and we'll, we'll get into this in the episode, but I asked a thousand questions. Yeah. And it wasn't annoying to people. In some cases, it made people question if the process that was currently happening actually made sense because I was kind of finding holes in things. And they've hired you for a reason. So if you don't have that skill set or that background in magazines or whatever it is you're working in, it's probably because they wanted that fresh perspective and that outsider view. So I totally agree, and I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, and we only learn by by doing it. But I love that you were saying you would ask a million questions because that's exactly what I did, oh, and it's good. worked out really well for me. Yeah, and it shows
1: you're interested and want to learn, which is great. Exactly. But what are I mean, what I certainly felt, and what our uh, listener who DM'd us is worried about is like imposter syndrome and feeling like you're not good enough for a position. So what is your advice for for people in a new job to overcome that imposter syndrome and navigate it?
0: I think the first thing that we kind of all need to know is that imposter syndrome happens to everybody. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you're the most junior person or a more senior person, like you and I still feel it sometimes. So to the person that wrote in, you're not alone. And I think it's just there's comfort in numbers. So just know that. But I think whenever I'm feeling that way, what's been really helpful is taking a step back And let's say it's a presentation you have to give and you're really nervous and you're like, you're freaking out about it. List out all the times you've done like a public speaking event or done a presentation or put a deck together where you absolutely crushed it. Because listing out your successes and your accomplishments and all sort of the steps that you took to get there will just throw facts at the imposter syndrome. Because it's Mm -hmm. just like, wait a second, I've done this before. I can do it. And I kind of said it before, like you were hired for a reason. You're not going to know absolutely everything in the job and your boss should know that about you. You were hired because they saw something that you were capable of. So if you need to write that down and put a sticky note beside your monitor or your laptop so that you remember it, do it. But the first thing I would do is sort of like take a step back and list out all the accomplishments that you've done and again, the steps that you took to get there so that you have those facts to back up any bullshit really that you're telling yourself in your head.
1: And like these days, the hiring process is so fucking rigorous that like you won oh out over probably a lot of people over yeah. the course of many, many interviews and sometimes even assignments. And so even when you don't feel equipped or good enough, you are because a bunch of people who are good at their jobs decide that you were the right person for the job. So don't totally. let that little voice in your head take over. But let's talk about the first month because I feel like those first few weeks in a new job... Um, it's like, what what the fuck are we supposed to What's do? Happening? It's either you hit the ground running in a crazy environment or there's like those awkward few days of like, here's an onboarding class. And like, it's just yeah, really yeah. slow, but <laughs> there's just never usually a seamless, perfect first month. It's hard to know what to do. Most people are like, do I creep my colleagues in advance? Do I not? Do I like, how do I prepare? What are your top tips for success in that first month and making a good impression?
0: So I personally wouldn't creep my colleagues because as much as we like to think we don't have I don't know biases and opinions and judgments it probably will make you judge them if you know where they're from and how long if they're younger than you like all those Mm -hmm. things come into play so I wouldn't creep anybody and just go in with fresh ideas and get to know them because my number one tip is I spent my first month literally having coffee chats for eight hours a day I met with everybody and their mom basically like I don't and and after I met with someone I'd I'd be like who do you recommend I chat with next and I've built such good relationships I've literally been there for five weeks and I already have like friends at work that I like to chat with on slack like I've built really really strong relationships and I know so much more about the business because I've chatted with people from different teams different departments and it makes it like a little bit less lonely I'm personally working from home but even if I was in the office I would try to set up those those coffee chats in person one on ones in yeah. meeting rooms like cuz usually your first couple days you don't have any meetings and it's really awkward. lonely 100%. and awkward and it's yeah.
1: honestly actually like it's almost easier to set that up in person i find like innately people oh, yeah. when they see a new person are going to be like hey do you want to grab a coffee or lunch exactly. but doing it remotely you have to take a lot of initiative to like insert yourself into people's calendars and like broach the topic so good for you because I feel like that would be a little more intimidating to do in a remote job
0: yeah I would send we do everything on slack so I would send them a slack message and go hey I'm Kaylin here's what my role is I'd love to grab 15 or 30 minutes of your time and just get to know you and your team and I'd spend the first bit kind of like letting them know who I am and what I'm here to do a little bit getting to know them. And then at the end, I'd be like, okay, who can I talk to? And how do you think that my role can help support you best? So that it's it's just building strong relationships. You're just gonna feel a lot more comfortable when you have the, that baseline happening. Second, really understand the business. And a lot of that is you know having conversations with the people, but it's also you know, researching your competitors looking at the website, looking at past documents like ask your boss what should i read? Are there past i don't know, if you're in marketing, are there past campaigns i should review? Even
1: like l- making a list of all the acronyms that people use cuz oh my god, every oh, new company has like a fucking so many. truckload of acronyms that no one knows what they are when they start. Um i yeah. think that goes a long way and just like learning the company lingo or the industry lingo that you need to know. That's a lot of stuff you can do independently and you can always ask people questions but if you don't want to interrupt big meetings and it's intimidating just write down everything you don't understand or know and try to research it yourself and then ask a question if you are reaching a dead end
0: yeah and that's a great thing you can take to your boss let's say ideally they're setting up a weekly or a bi-weekly one-on-one with you and if they're not take the initiative and set that up with them and then yeah. you can go to them and be like hey i learned like these five things this week but i'm a little unsure about what this is and they'll be like mm-hmm. oh my god i love how organized you are thanks for asking the question that leads me to my next point is sort of building a plan with your boss in your first month i think it shows a lot of initiative if you come to them with an idea of a plan and then they can finesse it so if you're like hey i'm gonna spend my first 30 days meeting people understanding the business and like to what you were saying before, understanding the industry and the lingo. Is there anything else you want me to focus on? And it just shows that you're coming in with a plan, and you're not just waiting for work to fall on your lap.
1: Okay, that is all very, very, very good advice. On a social perspective, how do you fit in with the comp- with the people and the company culture? in the beginning early on while still being yourself, you know, like you don't want to just erase who you are and try to be like everybody else so that you fit in. So you want to like find that middle ground of being yourself, but still feeling like you're part of it.
0: Totally. Okay, well, we talked about not wearing the wrong thing on the first day and like (laughs) reading the room, which sometimes you have to like fail at first to figure it out. And that's totally fine. We talked about asking a lot of questions, you know, you feel comfortable in your skin because you're learning. But I think another thing would be to find some common ground with the people that you work with. So if there's like groups and clubs in in the office, I had a lot of that at Disney while we were working remote. We'd have like workout teams and like book club and things like that. And I'm sure, especially if you're working at a remote company, there's probably Slack channels that you can join that are based on interests and like, common things that people like to do a humorous gif on slack can go a long way in fitting yeah i'm
1: sorry slack is an entire entire culture in itself it is it's its own thing you can shine on slack if you like
0: get the party parrot that like spins around the rainbow parrot is my favorite (laughs) friggin little little dude i love to use that but that's a great point like let your personality shine through when you're communicating with your colleagues whether it's in person or it's remote because mm-hmm. if you're just kind of like you gotta put yourself it, out there too safe yeah. like just
1: trying to be like like the color beige epitomized
0: <laughs> exactly I I wore like a really hot pink shirt the first day back from the new year and everyone was like oh my god I love the colors that you're wearing like it was kind of like a statement piece but I wore it so I was like okay my goal one of my goals this year is to wear more color I know that's yeah. not a smart goal don't at me but I'll I'll work on it. Um, (laughs) I love that for you. So like there's like little things that you can do to, you know, make your personality shine. Like, I don't know, hang a cool thing in the background that's a topic of conversation or ask someone has something cool in their background. Ask them about it. True. Um, True, true. A guy on my team is really, really, really good at asking good questions to people. Mm. Like he asked me. What did he say after the break? He was like, what did you get for the holidays? Or what's a gift that you gave that you really liked? And I was like, oh my God, no one like no one That's asks that. That was yeah. really nice. Asking good questions is a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. And personal, que- like within reason, like personal you- questions to really get to know your people. <laughs>
1: Who did you hate the most over the holiday? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Basically, to summarize that point, is just be yourself. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You're going to find your people eventually and feel like you're you're a part of the team. Love that. And then when you're starting out, how
1: do you set boundaries from the get go while still like proving that you are committed and have a really strong work ethic? Because if you set those boundaries from the beginning, it's not an issue down the road of having to like almost backpedal the precedent that you've yeah. set. But yeah. in the beginning you also want to show like I go above and beyond and I'm employee of the year. So it's it's a hard, it's a hard line
0: to dance. That one's hard. Luckily, Our boundaries episode with Melissa happened before I started my job. So thank you, Melissa. But basically, what I learned from her and what I've done is that I started off by making a list of my boundaries first as it Mm -hmm. pertains to work so that I was clear on it. And then I communicated them. And that's the scariest part. But hopefully, you're working in an environment like this is a brand new job. Okay. So let's say you've already sort of through the vetting process of picking this job, you know that there's like some psychological safety with your boss to yeah. tell them, you know, who you are and how things are working and, and and whatnot. So basically, I I sat down with my boss and communicated like, hey, I have daycare pickup at this time. I won't be available. But like if there's an emergency, I've got my phone. And I asked about, you know, what are the working hours after 5 p.m.? Like, can I contact you? Are you going to contact me? And I think Making sure you're clear on your boundaries and communicating them so people know what to expect from you is going to make it really, really, really easy.
1: And it's smart how you pose them as questions rather than as like demands. Like you weren't like, I won't be working after five. You're you're leading in with curiosity. So they have to actually think about it and establish it with you together rather than just Mm -hmm. making kind of demands, which feels very scary. So I like that approach. Totally.
0: And once you've communicated, like the biggest thing is actually putting it in place. So, if let's say, let's use that example. Let's say someone does message you after hours and you see it, you can even be like, hey, message received, I'll get to this tomorrow. And yeah. then they're like, oh, okay. Like making sure you follow through is the
1: key. 100%. And even the really good advice that Melissa gave us in the boundaries episode was automating those boundaries. So, like you could set an out of office reply to go on every day after five saying, I'm away from my desk. I'll get back to you as soon as possible so that people know you didn't see that email yeah. and that like it's, it automates it. Or if you know from 3.30 to 4.30 every day you have to do daycare pickup and not everyone in the company knows that, you you block it off in your calendar as busy.
0: It's it's basically over communicating. And again, it's it doesn't show that you don't care about your job. It actually shows you care more because you're letting people know the best time to reach you. Yeah, love that.
1: And last question is how are you finding it, establishing yourself as a leader in a new workplace? Because it feels like in the beginning, all you can kind of do is follow other people's lead. But if you do want to be a leader, especially if you're a people manager, or if you just really want to shine right from the get-go,
0: how do you learn while also establishing yourself as a leader? So the first thing I did was really made sure I understood what my job was so that when you book those coffee chats with people, you come in and that's when you can share like, hey, I'm Kaylin. I come from these three companies where I did this, this, and this. And now I'm here to do X. And you're sharing sort of what you bring to the table, how you're mm-hmm. going to support the company, and ask them the question of how you think, you know, you can support their role. And that that confidence, whether you feel it or not, I was totally yeah. faking it for my first few weeks. because I didn't know, I thought I had an idea of my job and it, it's changed slightly. But you're at least coming in establishing like, you have a strong background in what you've been hired for. You think you're you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're there to support. And you're a team player. So it's it's kind of like a fake it till you make it sort of confidence. And then you're you're leading with what your expertise is. And yes. that's just like a boss ass confident move. And, and usually that starts with having that conversation with your boss. I'm like, OK, what are my goals? Great. Mm-hmm. That's my plan. Now I'm going to go out and tell the whole company what my job is. Wow.
1: Dude, you're crushing it. Like listening to what, how you've approached this new job compared to some of my past corporate experience. I feel like I was, I was quite passive in the beginning and I was like waiting to find out what I should be doing and like waiting for them to give me work. And you've been so proactive in your first month. That's really, really cool. That is, I would do a lot differently, honestly, after hearing all of this in a future job. So yeah, thanks. This has helped me. And Oh, I'm glad. I feel like this will hopefully really help our, our listener and anyone who's starting off in a new job. You're gonna you're gonna kick ass. Just be you, lead with confidence. You are there for a reason. And like yes. as much as you're there to do a role that has been, you know, assigned to you, you're also there to make it your own. And we, we all have a unique way of doing that
0: absolutely so we hope that this helps if you have any other burning questions for us and you want to get us in the hot seat you can dm us or email us your questions at contact at teachmeatadult.ca and we will dive into them in an upcoming asking for a friend yay and congrats on
1: the new job by the way kaylin because you're you're crushing it and pumped for you
0: thanks dude i'm loving it
1: y'all are gonna crush it too
0: you got this